For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, as always, Shane Told. I take you into the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers. Not so many backstages these days, but I had a very nice chat with a very nice guy over the internet Video chat, live on Twitch, May 4th. It's been a while. We are talking about nine weeks, but hey, um, I've been busy. I've been a busy guy, but we're back. And let me tell you, I just listened back to this one. It had been a little while. Such an entertaining episode. One of my favorites yet. Matt from Citizen, he's here. What a band, what a guy. A bit of an enigma at times, a bit mysterious, and very cool. That's the way I always approached my own personal fandom of Citizen, and I love the band so much. But when you talk to him, you get where it comes from, but you also realize just how real and down-to-earth this band truly is. So this is a great conversation. Stick around. You do not want to miss it at all. But before we hear from Matt, a couple little orders of business. The first one is I want to remind you that this podcast has over 275 back episodes. If you're looking for something to listen to, 
Look no further. Go back. Listen to it. Also, check out the New Noise podcast right here on this feed. I do it every single Friday. We talk about the top five new releases. Now, some people are like, oh, well, whatever. I know the top five new releases. Like, I I listen to music. I know what's up. No, trust me, you don't. Because we don't just focus on the top five most popular. We focus on the top five releases that you need to know about. Sometimes we're talking about bands that are super, super under the radar, like less than 5,000 Spotify monthly listeners, sometimes less than 1,000 Spotify monthly listeners. We even had one time one with less than 100, okay? So you're going to want to listen to New Noise every single Friday. Don't sleep on that either. My pal Mike Howell does an amazing, amazing job. We have a lot of fun. If you want to get in touch with me, it's very easy to do that as well. You can email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my email. If you like the show, write a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. That helps us out. But now I'm hearing about this following on Spotify business. Apparently, this is really important too. So if you do listen to this podcast and you listen to it on Spotify, make sure that you give us an official follow on there as well. That helps us out. But if you want to give us the ultimate help out, the ultimate support, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. For as little as $6 a month, that gets you in with bonus episodes, bonus content, more interaction with me, more interaction with other fans of the show. We have an awesome community, and it's the only way you can get Lead Singer Syndrome merchandise and patches and all this other fun stuff as well. Head over to leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access for all of the info. And a huge shout out to all my sinners worldwide. I love you all so very much. I know I've been a little distant on Twitch for the past six weeks, but I am back, baby. I am back in my house filming stuff every week. So be sure to add me on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash Shane Told. You'll see me and Mike doing the new noise live on there. Live podcasts every week as well as, you know, me playing music and talking shit and all other stuff. So make sure you follow me on Twitch as well. Again, that link is twitch.tv slash Shane Told. Well, that's it. Let's get into it. And a great conversation that I had with Matt from Citizen. Welcome back to another Tuesday, 3 o'clock. I'm super excited for my guest this week, someone I've wanted to talk to for a very long time. I'm going to bring him in right now. Get ready. Here he is, Matt of Citizen. What's up, man? The grand reveal. Right? Not bad. (laughs) It's it's better than just like the screen goes away and we're just sitting here in our chairs like uh oh, <laughs> this is uh, this is when it starts I guess. I'm just naked. <laughs> Open <it>. naked. 
<laughs> I had some fans come on here a few times and it was kind of a free for all. I was like, I don't know. Here's the link. Just come on. And uh, I was like, I was like, the only rule is don't get naked. I don't care what you do. Don't get naked. Well, dude, thanks for doing this, man. Welcome everybody uh, on Twitch. Welcome everybody listening on the podcast side of things. Matt, you got a puppy back there. You're, you're watching a TV show. What's go- What's all going on? So I got two dogs. Slinky's got a coat on his head. Oh, because uh, he's got he's got something called Happy Tail right now, where he cut his tail. Oh. so we wrapped his tail up, put a cone on him because he keeps fucking with it. Blood gets everywhere, you know. So <laughs> this is Duzu, the big the big fat white one. And then there's a cat around here somewhere. But me and my girlfriend Shay just moved to uh, Virginia, so okay. this is our new house. We don't have a couch yet, so we just got two computer chairs and. That that's our art desk. We've been yeah. We watch we've been, we're watching this reality TV show called Are You the One, and uh, we're like <laughs> painting shit. I'm painting a predator right now, and she's painting Yoda. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I, I I have that in my little notes here that you've been doing this mixed media gallery. That yeah, you're calling it. You got an Instagram page. You put up all the stuff there, and yeah. At first, when I first looked at it, I wasn't sure if it was if you were finding stuff and reselling it, but no, you're actually doing, you know, a lot of like mixed media, creative art projects, which is pretty, a pretty good COVID project, right? Yeah, it's fun. It's pretty much like anything somebody asks me to do, I can probably do it, you know? And cool. Um, if somebody was like, well, I want Yoda holding a spatula. So it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, so I got a 3d printer. I print Yoda with a spatula and, uh yeah you know it's whatever i'm doing um next week i'm doing a man at arms from he-man just a bust yeah just his torso and his head i think he wants it like a foot tall so it's gonna be cool i just bought an airbrush and so i'm learning to use that and it's it's fun that's crazy damn men at arms i haven't heard like he-man was my shit when i was a kid i'm a lot i'm a lot older than you but no, um, it was like my whole thing, man. Like, you know, you have people have different things in their life that evolve. Like, I know you've been yeah. doing a lot of different things, right? So there was music or there's my, my tie or, or, you know, working out or whatever. A good chunk of my life was He-Man. Nice. <laughs> For real. In fact, this, this, uh, this might be embarrassing, but so it would come on TV when I was like, I don't know, four five, six, however old I was when it was on TV. And I would have my mom, it was really important. I couldn't read yet, but my mom would have to read the title of the He-Man episode to me. And yeah. if, if for some reason it got missed or whatever, like, you know, there's no DVR. If it got missed, I got really upset. So she started just making it up like fake ones, like, <laughs> you know, if she'd miss it. Cause she, she knew I couldn't read, but like I started to clue in something fishy was going on nice. and, uh, I also demanded that I could ride her uh, around the room uh, like Battle Cat, too. Wow. For a while. And I, I don't know how long that lasted, but... Did you ever get jacked? Did I ever get jacked like He-Man? Yeah. I'm working on it right now. That's... Uh, <laughs> took me 40 years, but but yeah, I'm starting to... Um, I, I mean, it's no like Warp Tour workout routine like I saw you guys doing in like 2013. But, uh, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. You gotta get the SpongeBob anchor arms. You know, you don't even need to work out. <laughs> but no, that's that's actually you know the first time I heard about your band was in 2013 on the Warp Tour. 
I was like, this this band is awesome. I didn't realize you were super young, uh, but that yeah, like it's crazy just just thinking about how you guys kind of got thrown into this. You know, I know you you played in a lot of like hardcore bands and punk bands in in Michigan, kind of before Citizen, but here you are like on this big stage, and you're so young. That must have been such a weird experience. It was really crazy, and um, it was like. I don't think we've ever played a show with a barrier before. So then like, I remember our first, I think it was in Portland or Seattle, the first day of 2013 work for, um, I was like really nervous. I was like shaking and I was like, I don't know what to do because you know, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Backflip on stage and I'm not like an entertainer really. I just like to write songs and you have to play shows. So I play shows, you know? And I just, I just stand up there and sing the songs, you know? So I was talking to our manager. I was like, I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like I'm on display and she's like, just run around. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) it's funny, like watching those videos from 2013, I was like such a fucking moron, but eventually I just like accepted, like, you know what? That's like not my thing, you know, but it was, it was definitely really crazy. It was like a very big change, you know? No, I, I, I know. And that's the thing, though. It's like you guys have always had this very mature. Uh, your music has always come off very mature. And you, you kind of like you're, you're pretty serious. And you're, you know, you guys aren't going to do like an April Fool's prank. Or like, you know what I mean? There are like there's things that are just not in your DNA, um, like kind of silly things. And I think your fans appreciate that. But was that a conscious decision because you're so young? Was it like an overcompensation? Like, hey, we're going to do this band really serious or is that more just your personality? Um, I am not very serious at all, actually. Um, <laughs> but, and, and it wasn't like, and I know exactly what you mean, honestly. It wasn't like a conscious thing at all. Like, I just kind of think it was like the environment um, that like, you know, like when you go on Warped Tour, there's a lot of metalcore bands, you know, like and stuff. And it's like a lot of fun. And then you have this band that like, you know, I was 18 and um, that were just like a very, the music was very serious at the time, you know, or like whatever. And It just kind of like made us come across that way. And then on top of that, we're not like too social. So kind of like, you know, at warp Tour, when you walk by and you see everybody that says and working out and not talking to anybody. Yeah. And we go play and go back on the bus and we don't go to the parties after every show. And, all, you know, like, all, it was just kind of like, I think it just like very naturally happened. But, you know, we're, we're all pretty goofy. And I mean, <laughs> our jokes are my favorite jokes. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm, I'm definitely not like sitting around like being Oh, so mad, you know, or like, oh, I'm so cool and serious. Right. So, and and I think that was a, a big thing with, you know, the new Citizen record. It was like, you know, like I think we have like fallen into this thing where people do think, you know, we are very serious, or maybe we take ourselves too seriously, and that's not the case. And so it was fun for the the new record to kind of like straight away from that and get a little goofy with the songs and you know the lyrics are are not as serious and you know so um it was it's funny that you asked that because that's something that we have noticed that we were like 
we should just break away from that because that's not really like who we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a weird, there's a weird thing that goes on these days because, you know, it's, it's almost impossible to have that mysteriousness that maybe you used to be able to have uh, 10 years ago or more, you know, where you can kind of stay out of the limelight. But like everybody has social media now. You know, right. it's kind of like you you almost need to, to do something in that vein. People want to see your personality, um, and that's that's kind of just a part of it. But, no, I remember seeing you guys, yeah, working out every day, looking super jacked, and I, always, I like, wanted to come up and be like, hey, so I really like your band. I really like what you're doing. But I just was like, I'm even though I'm 10 years older than you or whatever, I'm still, like, was scared to approach because you, <laughs> you guys are pretty unapproachable, you know? Everybody, no, we're nice. You know, we're funny. <laughs> we're fun. We're fun. So yeah, it's. I I definitely know what you mean, but yeah, it's. I think that's uh, like a miscommunication there. You know. Yeah. And course. we're 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 all shy too. So you know, I guess maybe shyness comes across as like being unapproachable sometimes. But yeah. you know, I I don't think you know we're really nice to everybody and everybody's usually really nice to us. It's just a matter of like breaking that barrier, you know, yeah. the second time we did warp tour, I mean like, man, I made so many new friends. The first time I did warp tour, it was kind of like I was in my little cage, you know, and it was kind of like, Ooh, I'm nervous and don't talk to me. And, but the second time I know, you know, like Jake from August burns red and yeah, Levi from Miss May, I, I, we all like had this like big lifting squat and everybody was so cool. Like, you know, maybe come out of my shell a little bit. You know, it was nice. Nice. So, nice. That's yeah. great. So you're, I know you're from Michigan originally. The band is from Toledo. Um, I actually yeah. live in Windsor, Ontario. So I live like very close to that area. Wow. Uh, what, what That's brought you? City. What's that? That's a gambling city, right? Yeah. Well, there is a casino. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's about all. It's about all we got. Uh, yeah, everybody from my hometown goes to Windsor to gamble. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. have a, we have a Caesar's Palace. So that's yeah, it's kind of a big cool. kind of a big deal. Uh, but but what brought you to Virginia? That's kind of a ran bit random. It is random. So uh, my girlfriend is a new uh, nurse in the army, right? Oh. And she got stationed in Virginia. So it's about seven and a half hours away from Toledo. So she's here for, we're here for the next four years and I decided to roll along with her. So that's cool. Well, the weather's better at least. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the area is just way better. You know, I love Toledo, but it's no, it's not, it's not the best place to live. <laughs> it's a really cheap place to live. It, that's for sure. So, I mean, you could buy like a, a nice size house for, I mean, you could buy like a 1500 square foot house for like $50,000 in Toledo, you know, but oh, really? if you want wow. that here, the price is, you know, like $300,000, like for the same house you could buy in Toledo. It's pretty crazy. That is, but, that is pretty crazy. But yeah, I'm having a good time here for sure. Is it, so. is it like ice? Is it like the, the Virginia beach area? Cause it's, that's where a lot of the military is. No, it's uh, Woodbridge, which is, uh, about like a half hour from DC probably. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. So lots going on there. That's cool, man. I think Virginia beats like two and a half hours away. Yeah. Shane just went the other day. So yeah. Nice. Well, let's talk about this new record. You, you brought it up. You mentioned it. It's, it's just came out. What it's been out for just over a month. Um, life is in life in your glass world. I'm sorry. 
And the biggest thing about this right off the top is that you recorded it yourself. That's yes. huge, man. And that's very unexpected for a band that's this is your fourth album to go through that because a lot of times it's you get to be and not to say you guys are are old by any means but when you've done it three times it's like okay are we are we capable of getting in a room and figuring this out together without you know the the producer the like the guy you know yeah um you know it was actually really easy and I think it would have been harder to do it early on in the band because um, when you're younger, you kind of, you're a bit more, uh, you have an ego. You know what I'm saying? Like you we all say had, you were a little right? bitch. Yes. A little bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like if I write a song and Nick is like, I don't like this guitar line, it would like piss me off. You know what I'm saying? Like back, when we were writing youth, you know, like I remember I wrote the song, um, it's called speaking with a ghost. Sorry, it's like he's itching his phone. <laughs> right. like, no problem. Um, I wrote a song called speaking with a ghost. And I remember being like, check this out, you guys. And I like played it to him and I was like, you know, I get done and I'm like, what do you think of that shit? And they're all like, that song sucks. And I was like, <laughs> and it, like, I was fucking, pissed dude right. for weeks to the you know and then eventually i was like we're using this we have to use this song and it made it on the record but like now it would be like if that happened i'd be like oh okay whatever and then just move on so like you know as we get older like i mean really we get along better all of us and kind of all that like uh arrogance is gone within the band it's kind of just like everybody just you know every everybody just wants to be happy and having a good time. And you don't really like thrive off a of drama when, you know, I just turned 27. I'm not very old, but I'm older. You know, I, I don't really like enjoy being really pissed all the time. Sometimes it feels really good to be pissed. You know what I'm saying? Get fueled by the anger. But like now, like within the band, it's kind of like, I just always want it to be cool you know and i think everybody's on that same page so like when we decided to do the record our, ourselves it was kind of like okay and it was you know honestly like it was a very collaborative process and nobody felt weird about um speaking up or saying anything and nobody had negative reactions to somebody speaking up it was always just like oh, okay that's how you feel then cool we will try something else or you know it was it was like totally cool so yeah totally well i have so many i have so many questions uh first the first thing is i mean just the technical side of it like that that i think would freak me out the most um not to say like i wouldn't be capable of like figuring out how to record a guitar or like you know that that stuff's like not it's pretty easy to do that these days but like, there's always that that thing like you have to figure out how to do in the computer, or like, yeah. just, or something's like not working one day and you can't figure it out, and yeah. you spend like three hours trying to figure out, and then you're like, oh, it's just one button I didn't have pushed, you know, like those kinds of things that I feel like would could really get in the way of the creative kind right. of workflow uh, process, like you know that side of things, which you, which when you make a record with like Will Yip, like you did three times. You know, he knows all, he already has that stuff figured out. Like he's got his studio. He knows how to plug everything in, but figuring that out, I feel like that could be very frustrating. 
Uh, how did you how did you find that side of it? So luckily for us, I've been recording for like a long time, right? I've been, I mean, before every season record, like I always like, you know, did demo out the whole thing. And the demos are like very, I mean, if you side by side the demos with the, um, the final product, not that it sounds as good. It usually sounds pretty shitty because it's like go, go, go. But yeah. um, I know what I'm doing with the computer, thankfully. And also, when I don't know what I'm doing, I have my friend Steve who lives right down the road. If if I'm ever having a trouble with anything, I just give him a call and he, he knows, you know. But I've had to set up um, – I converted my garage into a studio back in 2018. And um, so I definitely knew my way around it. And, like, realistically, like, these days, like, you know – I mean, I don't know about mic placement. I'm not like measuring how far right. the mics are from the, you know, the overheads are from the drums and shit. Or I just literally found out you're supposed to point the mic at the 12th fret when you're recording acoustic guitar. Yeah. I always did it straight at the hole. I don't yeah. know. You know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's it sounds good to me. So right. it's like if yep. it sounds good, then who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? I think I think when people get too technical and with with things you know like maybe maybe it like takes away from the vibe like is everything supposed to sound a certain way you know i you know what i'm saying like of course i do yeah so yeah and that's that's interesting man because i i like i love all your records and I, I love everything that you've done including the new record and and i do know what you mean there's like sometimes you know with someone like will who obviously yeah like he knows all that stuff he's gonna know like like he might say, Oh, that, that like, that's a bad drum sound or whatever. Where like, I like it. Cause it sounds like crazy. Like I like it. I like that. It sounds like it was recorded in a garage. Like there's yeah. records I love that sound like shit and, but I love them. It doesn't matter, you know? So, and I feel like sometimes as technology's increased and you know, you guys put out a record like every two years, you know, 2013. And it's like, things are getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. But like the citizen I want, I kind of wanted a little grungy. Like I wanted to be like a little fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's no, how so, you guys feel or if you guys are go like, we're going for that pristine, you know? I'm, you know, there's been like, you know, like, I think youth sounds exactly how it should sound. You know, like that was good. We, we really wanted everybody's going to heaven to be like very harsh, you know, like it should have been like a very noisy and crazy sounding album and it just didn't really turn out that way. And, um, yeah, you know, like that was like the whole thing with, I mean, no disrespect to Will and we love Will, but you know, sometimes, um, you know, when you record with someone for so long, it's time to just switch it up it's like nothing personal you know so yeah that was a thing with um recording this new record by ourselves it was kind of like okay like now we're in total control and like the fact that we're not like gear geeks you know or like whatever like it might be cool you know we're just gonna like start turning shit and hopefully it sounds sick you know and that's kind of what happened. And then we gave it to Mark Needham who, I mean, he did like killers records and stuff and he like made it sound fucking awesome, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. You know, that's what I want. But yeah, I think like, I think a lot of music 
sounds really like um there's like no room for frequencies to breathe now within like rock music does that make sense and like um drums sound like fucking machine guns getting blasted into your face you know and i'm like i i'm sick of that you know yeah so well i feel like it's gotten a little bit better over the last i want to say two to three years but there was a period of time where you're right man like everything just sounded so fake and processed and it was like that yeah. that started to be almost the sound everyone was going for and then right. like and then like I, I think i don't know there's always records that are that are, you could point to that are like we're changed that change things for the better but like yeah there's, there's been a couple records where it's like oh shit this is like not only does this sound sick but it sounds real like hallelujah you know um yeah like i mean listen to listen to an album listen to an album you know record like listen to a rolling stones song recorded in the 70s and it ages well i you know i've been recently in listening to rolling stones a lot and cuz i'm just like now getting into them you know whatever <laughs> okay. um, and it it like it ages so well and it like doesn't feel weird listening to it but I pulled up some shit I was listening to in 2010 and I'm like, what is this? I'm like, maybe not the song itself, but like the production. It's like, this is fucking crazy. You know, like and I know. This, 40 years from now, this is dog shit. It's not the Rolling Stones where like, oh, this is still a good song. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, I personally am not a fan of 80s music production, right? right. The drums, like, I really hate it. And it's just unlistenable to me. And that's like how I feel about like a lot of, um, you know, newer, you know, 2010s music. You know what I'm saying? Not that the music is bad, but just the music production. It's like, it's like technology is progressing. So people are like, whoa, I can do this. Not should I do this or should I put this much compression on everything? You know, it's just like, Everything's so in your face and beating your ass when it shouldn't be. And there's like no room for anything to breathe, you know? And things that are supposed to be like dirty as fuck are just all like evened out. And does that make sense? What it I'm does, saying? It you totally makes sense? sense. It totally makes sense. Like, I think the, the interesting thing is the, yeah, you talk about the eighties, like the seventies were super raw. Like you look at those Led Zeppelin records and stuff, like those still sound great. That. You know, or Sabbath, or all that. That was that shit was awesome. And then you're right, the '80s. Then the '90s was kind of a reactionary to that, where it got a little more stripped down again. And right. then the 2000s, when auto tune and all that entered, it got shitty again. So it's kind of like it skips every decade, I guess. But, right. but you're right. You're, you're right about that. And I think kind of the idea of of keeping it simple and less is more is real when we talk about music production. And I mean. Hey, your top song on Spotify is like a super stripped down one. You know what I mean? And that and that's that speaks to people. You know? Right. So there's something there. Totally. For sure. I agree. So you you started recording this record, I read, I think this is correct, uh, in 2019 and you finished it in March of 2020. Yes. So we're talking like probably the worst time you could ever finish a record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like both mentally yeah. And you can't promote it. And, you know, like, that must have been so bad. It was like, 
and it's not even like we were like just working on it for that long. I mean, we would just stop recording for like three weeks and then be okay. like, oh yeah, do you guys want to record again? You know, and like <laughs> kind of go back to it. So that's like the ble- the blessing and the curse with with recording and you know, our garage where everybody lives five minutes from me is kind of like, I don't feel like doing it today, you know? But um, yeah, when when we were done with it, we were all very excited. And we actually had, we had a tour planned for late March, I think, or something. Um, It was like a B market tour where we were just going to, we were going to release, I want to kill you. And then just play a bunch of really small shows and just like, kind of get band morale up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because yeah. that's important. And um, But then COVID happened and everything was ruined, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And here we yeah. are. And here we are, and it's been 14 months. <laughs> I can't believe right. it. Right. I know. Damn, it has been 14 months. That didn't seem right when I did the math in my head. But, um, oh, Crazy. yeah, may, may the 4th be with you. That's today. There you go. You're talking about Yoda. I didn't even put two, to, two and two together there. Uh, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. Well, walk me through what this like year's been. I mean, you finished this record, and like it's kind of like you must be feeling pretty drained or maybe tapped creatively. I'm not sure. And then it's like, okay, well, I can't do anything for a year. And I see Shay in the background. Hi, Shay. Um, Hi. Hey. Uh, you guys are working on you know this project, and I don't know if you were able to find some energy to do some solo writing or you know just walk me through what the last year's been so i've just been doing like a whole lot of nothing honestly um i've been hanging out with shay all the time and um you know we do muay thai so throughout covid like a very you know like a couple people from the gym would go and meet up like and like train so we were doing that and lifting at our house and yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I feel so not musical that it's like crazy. We did Amber Park and Songs for Grant. Yeah, I had a. I what had did a, you say? Sorry, I didn't uh, hear it. I had a record called Amber Park um, before COVID happened, kind of locked and loaded. I, I wrote those songs in 2019. So during, um, I think music for me. I mean, it's personal satisfaction, but it always makes me excited when other people are excited. You know what I'm saying? It, like, gives you the drive to kind of do more. And um, out of nowhere, um, you know, our my management or whatever was like, oh, yeah, we should just release those songs. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we just put out this solo EP called Amber Park. Yep. And so many people – liked it and then the pre-orders sold out so fast and it was like whoa i got this like i was like rejuvenated again and i wrote like another solo ep and did that and you know and it was like so cool and um but then 
when more of nothing happens, it's like my artistic drive to be musical is is gone, you know? And yeah, um, for a while it was like, I don't want to write any Susan songs because um, we have this whole record just chilling in our back pocket. And like, why would, why would I start writing more songs when we have a whole album ready to be released? And now the album is released and, I still don't want to write any songs, you know? So <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I've just been, we've just been, you know, doing the fighting thing and working out and a lot of like art shit and not too much music. Yeah. Well, it's good to have balance, you know? And I, I think that that's the thing, like when you, when you're talking about a, a band like citizen, which, you know, you guys have technically been at it for 12 years and it's been, you know, uh, eight years now since your first record has come out. I feel like you know you're in this for the long haul, right? Like you're you're good. You're, these are these is this is music that's important to you. You're going to go on tour. You have fans, so maybe if you're talking about longevity, if you're going to do this for you know, if you're going to be a 25 year career band or longer or whatever, maybe you want to make sure you pace yourself, so you're not going to get so burnt out on it that you know one day you're just going to be like fuck this and you're just going to want to burn it all down. So I think and that was that yeah. was the thing too with like, I mean, citizen tours a lot and um in 2019 we were all pretty burnt out and like right before we started writing for the new record like there you know i thought i kind of thought we were going to break up and stuff and uh we were all just kind of over it and tired and i mean you know so it's that's what I was talking about when I said like small B market morale tour. Right. This is like just to kind of like go away from the things we were doing before and go back to what we thought was really fun and kind of have a new record, like hopefully like breathe some new life into the band, you know? So yeah, like burn it down. Like you said, like <laughs> in 2019, it was kind of like that. We all, we all got off this like long tour and none of us were excited we were all tired and it was kind of like, um, fuck this, you know? So not to put words in your mouth, but is the pan was the pandemic kind of good for the band then ultimately? Like you needed this? I think so. Honestly. Yeah, I think so. Wasn't good for the world, but it was good for, <laughs> <laughs> for good selfish for reasons. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, I'm, I don't really like leave my house all that much. So the pandemic was just like, just another day for me, you know, right. I like, I mean, I leave the house to go to the gym usually, but I have weights at home. So it was like, I just <laughs> work out at home. It was just, you know, like it was, the, it was like pretty much same old shit. I just got like a big, um, mental recovery, you know, yeah. no, no band stuff, no nothing. Yeah. It felt awesome, you know? Well, I mean, if I'm doing the math in my head, 2013 youth came out. You guys have going, been going hard since then. You know, it's the seven-year itch, right? You know, after – isn't that the term, seven-year itch? When, when you feel like after seven years, you know, things start to kind of break down. You got to kind of re, you know, kindle. Um, yep. So here we are. It worked, it worked out. There you go. Right. <laughs> Blame right. Citizen for the pandemic. Yeah, straight up. Right. Did, you, uh, did you play drums on this new record too? Yes. So drums, drums are my first, yeah, are my first instrument. And I, um, like growing up, I played drums in bands. I never sang. And, um, 
I just got sick of uh, like buying shit and I got sick of carrying things to venues. And I remember my breaking point was uh, we played this venue in Toledo called uh, Headliners. And yeah, I know it. I left all of my symbols there, literally all of them. And uh, I mean, I think I had like four, including the hats, you know? And I was like, fuck. And I went back the next day when I realized it. Cause I just, you know, left it all in the car. And, uh, when I was unloading, I was like, where are all my symbols? So I like went back to the venue and they were like, Oh yeah, they're not here. They're not here. You know, nobody knew what happened, which means somebody stole them. And I was like, I don't like the drums anymore. And <laughs> <laughs> I stopped playing the drums in bands and, uh, I started citizen. <laughs> That's so. a really funny story, but it's true. I mean, on a serious note, there has been bands that have gotten all their shit ripped off and it's like caused them to break up, right? right. It's just it so emotionally, you know, like such, such awful. Uh, but, th but that is funny. Yeah, man. No, I, I don't, I don't, uh, to be honest, it's lead singer syndrome. I don't remember the last time I carried a piece of gear, like up, <laughs> up like a flight of stairs or anything, but like, yeah, like drum hardware bags, like fuck that. Those things oh suck. God heavy as shit back then i didn't have a drum hardware bag but i was just carrying everything individually i wouldn't even pack my symbols up i would just keep it on the hardware and shove it in the vehicle you know <laughs> drive 10 minutes to the venue and pull it out but yeah but i i got sidetracked yes i did play drums on the record um i demo i always write the drum lines for every citizen record and demo them and all that and uh then our drummer would you know replay them for the record but uh, uh, we booted his ass out of the band and, um, I decided to rock the drums for the new record. So, all right. That's cool. It, it yeah. reminded me of, I saw, um, I saw all play one time, you know, all like descendants and all, and they loaded in their drums. They were on a piece of plywood, like all set up. They had like nah. somehow, I don't know, zip tied them or oh, whatever, nah. yeah. like drilled them into a plywood and they just loaded the plywood onto the stage. And this is at the opera house in Toronto. So I don't know how they got that thing through the fucking door to be honest, right. but, but that's yeah. what they did. I guess they just like put the drums in the trailer. Yeah. Just yeah. Bring it like a, like a skid of drums. I don't know. I know like Slipknot does shit like that. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, I guess if they have a riser, they could just load it in a truck. That makes sense. But smart. Yeah. It is. It's not like a pain in the ass, though. Maybe more of a pain in the ass. Like, how are you going to get that thing in, you know? I, yeah, I know. I know. It's like when, when people have those, like, crazy, um, like, road cases. Like, that they, they, they get, like, oh, I'm so cool. I've got this giant road case with all these, like, cabinets and amps and shit in it. And then they get to the first venue, and they're like, oh, fuck. This isn't going through the door. So we oh, have yeah. to, like, I don't know, take it apart and bring everything in. It's like, we didn't think this through. Yeah, they got like a closet, their wardrobe right. and shit in it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you just gotta like, you gotta keep it simple. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's that's been a cool thing with Citizen is we never, you know, we never overpack and we never, we're not like a, you know, like once again, we're not really like crazy performers or looking to put on a laser light show. It's kind of just like if you want to come see Citizen, you're probably just gonna get the bare bones and. Um, so which means our trailer is packed very light, you know? 
no pains, no pain in the ass at all. So, Hey, I think it's good. I think it's good. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you, do you ever think about that though? Like if you were, if you guys were like more, if, if that was in, in your DNA and you were like, Hey, yeah, we want to be on the cover of magazines and we want to do this and we're going to say this stuff and we're going to like, do you think you could, you could have been bigger? Was that never the goal? Does it not matter? Are there ever, ever any like regrets about that kind of stuff? You know, being that you started so young and you probably didn't ever think about it. There, there have been opportunities that probably could have um, helped our brand a lot that we said no to because, um, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, we didn't start Citizen with the attention to be a famous band or, you know, not saying we're famous, but, you know, like our goal was not to be on the cover of Rolling Stone, you know, or whatever. Right. right. Um, it was kind of just like we put out a demo and we noticed people like it. So we started playing shows and then um, opportunities came to us and we just like did whatever felt right. And, um, you know, we've turned down some some big tours just because we were tired and, you know, we've turned down some a big thing with citizen is we don't, we don't want to be annoying. And, um, like you said, like a big thing on the internet is like, Oh, like all these like bands are so in your face and blah, here's our vlog about how many shits I took today. And I just drank this muscle milk, ha ha ha, fart joke, you know? And it's just like crazy, like yeah. in your face and constantly posting. And, um, that's annoying to me and to us. And, um, we, have consciously chose to not be annoying. And I think to, you know, that has, uh, you know, maybe to a fault, honestly, but you know, like at the end of the day, like um, there is no end goal for citizen and there was, you know, there's not even, there's no goal for citizen. It was kind of just like, Oh, this person wants to manage us. Is she, her name is Yvonne. Oh, is yeah. she cool? Yeah, sure. You know, Yvonne is great. Oh, this band wants to take us on tour. But also this band wants to take us on tour, but we're better friends with them. Okay, we'll do our friends. And doesn't matter if this is a bigger opportunity. Like, let's just, we're going to be happier over here. You know, like that kind of thing. So I think, yes, to a fault, um, we could have made some better business decisions. But um, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Um, I don't want to live in a mansion. I don't want a nice fancy car. I'd drive a, I'd drive a turd. Um, if it got me good gas mileage, honestly, uh, all I want to do is, um, you know, at the moment do Muay Thai, uh, lift weights and paint figures and be able to play music. You know, it's, I, I have no interest in living above my means at all. So, um, I don't really care to do things that make me unhappy. You know, we just got a, a tour offer for Europe with, um, a pretty, pretty big band. And it's, uh, like. I don't want to be in Europe for six months, for six weeks. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be in Europe for six weeks. I mean, I like Europe, you know, and the shows are cool, but like, I just don't want to be, I don't want to be gone for that long. So no, you know, and that's, yeah. And that's, and that's fair. I mean, those are the kind of boundaries that you set that a lot of younger bands, they, they, they don't feel like they can, or they're allowed to. Right. And like you need, you dictate the rules to your own life. So do it, right? right? And, and that's like, that's really hard for, 
you know, musicians. I read, I read you even talking about that in an interview, I think, about how you're sick of people telling you what to do. Like, oh, you have to do this tour. You have to do this song. You have to do this. It's like, no, fuck you. I don't have to do anything. Literally, yes. Everybody that works with the band works for the band. And I say that respectfully because I do respect um, yeah. you know, our team and our label and all that. But um, I, don't, I don't like being battled. And, um, you know, I, I won't really battle with my bandmates if I'm outvoted, you know, like, Hey, Matt, you know, me and Eric really want to do this. I'm not going to make them unhappy by being like, fuck you guys. I mean, maybe I would have a few years ago, <laughs> but uh, nowadays I would not, we've definitely gotten some heated arguments cause I'm always the one saying no to everything, to everything. Cause I just like being at home, you know, but now, now, um, you know, the, the band morale is very important to me. So I, I, I will give for them most of the time, but you know, when it comes to people sitting in a desk, uh, while I live in a van, no, I'm not giving for those people, yeah. you know? Yep. So. I, I understand it. No, I always just say whenever there's a band vote, I, and I don't get my side of it. I always just say, Oh, by the way, my vote counts for two. And then it just, <laughs> I'm the <a> speaker. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, man, I, I think you bring up some really good points. And um, yeah, did, I don't know if you knew this. Avange used to be a booking agent and she used to book Silverstein. Really? Yeah, back in, she was the first agent we ever had, like the first real agent. Back in uh, 2003, she booked us. So I've oh, known, her, probably, known her forever. She probably annoyed the shit out of you guys. No, she was great, actually. And she and you know, she she's I, I always thought she would be a great manager, even knowing her back then, because she always made made me feel like confident and good and like I was worth what I was doing and everything. Like we played the show at the church in Philly one time. And it was like our first ever headline, real headline show, and my voice was like fucking gone and like I and she was like, she said this to me. She said, you're the only, I think she said it, like, I, I, I feel weird saying this because someone's going to pull a clip, but like, you're the only Shane told. You're the only one that can do what Shane told does. Like, she gave me this kind of a speech and I was like, and it, it worked even just for a split second. I was like, okay, yeah. like, like I ha I gave me enough confidence at least to like get up there and, you know, what, probably what she told you, just run. You know, just yeah. run around, and, and it was like it was enough. I I used my you know energy to get through the show despite not having a voice. And she was always I always thought she was really good at rallying that kind of uh, that positivity. You know. Yeah, yeah, she definitely she definitely has an iron fist. You know, and uh, what she she makes things work. If if you know whatever we like um, ask of her, she she definitely is on like a war path to uh to make it happen you know so she she she's a good manager and um the big the big you know we knew she was good from the start because she was like hey um i like your band i want to manage you guys like i'm not going to take a dime from you until you guys make some money and we were yeah. like okay so i mean i don't think she got paid doing shit for citizen for like a year or two and then it even when we would make money you know, it wasn't very much, but she wouldn't even take any of it. She, we'd be like, so do you want 15% or 10% or whatever it is? And she'd be like, 
no, no, you guys keep it. It's fine. And she's like putting in all this work, you know, so that, that made us feel like she really cared, you know? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But she did. So she, she's always had a problem with my, my swag, you know? And, uh, <laughs> she used to, cause <laughs> she used to, uh, she used to tell me I needed to wear jeans. You gotta wear jeans, honey. You gotta wear, you gotta wear <laughs> black. You're, you're, you're wearing too big a t-shirts, you know, like, she wanted me to wear like medium t-shirts and shit when I always, just, I mean, this is an XL shirt, but she, you know, she, uh, I remember one time we were in Boston and we we're, this is in 20, 2013. Um, we, it was like January, 2013. And we were in Boston playing with the story so far and man overboard and the American scene and tonight alive. And, um, we were opening and I was like passed out. Like I think it was the Royale. I don't know. Is that the venue called? I don't remember what the venue's uh, called, but I don't know. Boston's such a weird place for shows. I feel like all the places I've gone all over, I've been to Boston so few times because we always end up in Worcester instead. Right. So like yeah, of, major, yeah. of major American cities, I feel like I've been to Boston like five times, which is weird. But I mean, I mean so, I've been more than that, but you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know it that well. So, but anyway, yeah. continue. Yes. Yeah. So I was, you know, passed out and then I was woken up like, Hey, like you, you got to play in a few minutes. And I was like, Oh shit. You know, I like, <laughs> kind of like hobbled on stage and I had like a double XL, like gray shirt on with like these like crazy clown gray sweatpants. Right. And I was just like, you know, I like, didn't play the set or whatever, and I like saw Yvonne like up there, like looking at me. She was like, "Oh my god, you look like such a jackass!" And she, you know, she approached me after that. She's like, "You have to wear jeans on stage, <laughs> and you have to wear shirts that fit you." And I was like, "No," you know, I was like, <laughs> when we're eighteen years old, I was like, "Nobody can tell me what to do," and and. uh it's funny because she kind of accepts it now, but every once in a while, when I bust out the sweatpants for a show, because you know sometimes, sometimes you don't want to change. You know, sometimes when I bust out the sweatpants for a show, even if she's not there, I'll get a text from her that's like, "Put some pants on, you fucking idiot!" You know, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's funny. Oh, that is funny. No, I I like that. I like that you guys do do your thing. You're it's real. It's real. So, um, one last question. Um, actually, I'll, I'll ask the chat if they have any questions for Matt before I let you go. Um, but I, I found like this record, "Life in Your Last World," musically was a little different too. Like I, I thought it was a little, a lot more upbeat, um, rhythmically. Maybe like maybe you thought about the rhythm a little more in the music. I don't know if that's accurate, but I got that vibe from it. And I wondered if how you feel about this record now because it's been over a year now since you know you've you've recorded it even though it just came out right i'm stoked on it i mean um it feels it feels fresh and i feel like citizen you know historically kind of just we're whatever version of ourselves we feel like being at that point in time and you know that's what we accomplished um you know I, citizen's like a pretty uh mid-tempo band and um I wasn't like listening to music like that, you know, and 
um, the things that I was really into were kind of like the dance beat, like upbeat things. And so when it came time to write a new season record and I grabbed the guitar and I was trying to write things, I like wasn't excited about anything, you know, like the, it, I wasn't getting that feeling. You know what I'm talking about? When you write a song and you're like, man, that's awesome. Or I think it's awesome, at least. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everyone who reviews it will say it sucks ass, but <laughs> I think it's awesome. But it was kind of like I wasn't excited about anything that was happening. And um, then I noticed I was like, oh, you know, like I'm not, I'm not excited because I'm not listening to any music like this. And what am I listening to? Oh, okay. Uh, you know, a lot of modest mouths, you know, or whatever. And, um, they like love that dance beat. You know what I'm saying? Boots, tats, boots, yeah. tats. The boots and cats. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to start. I'm going to pick a tempo that I don't normally write in. I'm going to write a drum line to it. And I'm just going to write over that drum line. And it's funny because, um, all the songs are very drum focused, mainly because it's built upon those songs. Uh, not because the drums are very skilled, you know, like I'm not like, I'm not Neil Pert or anything. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I can like play just enough to get by at this point. Cause I don't play much anymore, but that was the thing. It's like, we kind of like want to emulate a drum machine. Um, right. rather than like big, we kept calling it rock drums. We don't want Foo Fighter drums is what we kept saying. We want, um, you know, like a drum machine, but with live drums essentially. So the drums are very stripped back and yeah. And, and, and I did see some people saying some shit like that online, like, Tuh. like, Oh, you can totally tell they lost their drummer because the drum lines are so like, not as good. It's like, well, guess what? You fucking dumbasses. I wrote all those old drum lines too. It's conscious decision. <laughs> you know? So pe people people think they people think they know everything before you know anything. And it's like <laughs> it's so true. Shut the, the fuck up. You know? So <laughs> Oh, it's so true. Uh, okay, a couple more questions here. Um uh, this is a fun one. Favorite town venue to play in outside of your hometown? Outside of the hometown. Um, Europe for six weeks. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, Europe for six weeks. Same venue. <laughs> uh, man, I really like playing in um, the Boston area a lot. Um, I think the venue is called the Royale. Um, I, I think so. I also really like Chicago. Oh, yeah. So... You know what? I, I I'll say sub T in Chicago. That's a fun. That's a fun menu. Nice. Good. A good yeah. choice. A good choice. Um, yeah. Uh, Angela V wants to know about the artwork. Someone else asked about the artwork for the new record, uh, as well as its use in the Blue Sunday music video. So um, the artwork, our guitarist Nick, Nick does all the artwork for Citizen, and he does all the merch, and you know he's got like a pretty cool style. And um, he was it. Did he say pastel? Is that yeah, a, oil pastel. Oil. It's an oil pastel painting of what is supposed to be his girlfriend. Um, it doesn't really look anything like her, but you know that's where he <laughs> drew the inspiration from. And uh, for the Blue Sunday music video, um, this guy Mason, who's actually going to be our 
uh, touring guitarist now, was directing it. He um, he was like, he thought it would be cool to like make this like fake plugin as if we were being recorded, uh, and like the interface was the the Blue Sunday face like singing, you know. So there's no there's no like deep meaning other than we thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. or like kind of cool, whatever, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, how much for Citizen to play at my birthday? Five dollars. Perfect. Yes. Just, just send him I'll a send, D- send him a DM. He'll 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 get right back to you. No I'll problem. Do my PayPal. <laughs> uh, here's one more. Uh, this so impossible. Florida, I think it's Florida. Uh, favorite songs you've written are Sleep and My Lucky Number 3. Can you recall the inspiration for either song? I like that you have a choice. This is good. Um, I mean, I was going through a breakup when I wrote Sleep. I think it's pretty obvious, but, you know, that was like 10 years ago, however long ago that was. I remember I wrote that guitar line in a, um, a parking lot of – we were on tour – with turnover and light years and i think i was in a taco bell parking lot and um everybody was in taco bell and i was like trying to write songs for our our next upcoming release and um yeah sleep i think sleep's just a, a typical it's just a typical breakup song you know things that don't really matter anymore so yeah okay there you go that's the beauty about it it's like I'm sure so impossible. The song means so much to, to them, but you know, it doesn't matter how much it means to you anymore. Right? Like it's, it's like you've passed that on and that's the beautiful it's, thing about music. It is cool to see, you know, people relate to things that, you know, even if it's not really significant in your life at all anymore, it's, it's cool to, that's the beauty of music, right? People connect to things in their own way and, and you know that's cool. It's not that it's not that I don't like the song "Sleep" anymore. It's just kind of like, you know, it's a good song in my opinion. Now, <laughs> I've got uh, I've got one final question. Uh, I want your top three favorite or best workouts for me trying to look like uh, He Man. Oh shit! All right, just three. Three is all I can remember. I like to deadlift. Shay okay. hates to deadlift. So it's a really, we argue all the time. It's, we're going through a pretty rough patch right now because of it. Um, deadlift, uh, so deadlift okay. I think is key. If you want to look like He-Man, it's key, dude. Key. Um, I really like dumbbell incline press, which uh-huh. is a shame because the program I'm currently on, I never do them. So that kind of pisses me off. Um, I like the hack squat machine a lot. You know, the one, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think that burns you up. There you know, so those are my three favorite exercises for each major body part. So I think working with dumbbells is important. You know, it, it, it gets like all those like stabilizer muscles and shit. Oh, wait, wait. Instead of hack squat, I'm going to say um, Bulgarian squats. Which is a Bulgarian squat? How's that? How's that work? It's where you put your foot up on the bench, and it's not my favorite oh. because I enjoy doing it. You put your foot up and you squat with one leg with weights in your hands. Oof. 
I don't enjoy doing it, but every time I do it, like my ass is really <laughs> sore, especially. <laughs> so yeah, I, I can imagine. But yeah. you, if you want that Bulgarian ass, that's what you. Yeah. That's what the price you have to pay. That's what I always everyone, say. Man. Everyone knows Bulgarian people have the best asses. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thank you for taking the time. I hope I hope to run into you somewhere, man. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Whenever things are back, whenever things are back. Absolutely. Sure. And and I want to make sure people know where they can check out you and Shay's mixed media gallery project mmg underscore showcase get on the yep. ig right there it's or just go to matt's page um or shay's page and uh there's a link on there as well cool stuff i love yeah, it yeah. thank you very much i appreciate yeah. it thank you. thank you enjoy the rest of your day man and uh all the best all right take care i'll see ya. see you so there it is with matt shout out to all my bulgarians listening I don't know how many of you there are, but I'm sure you guys all look really great. That was so much fun. I want to thank Avange, Matt's manager, and Matt, of course, and Shay, and all the animals kicking around Matt's house for being a part of this thing. The new Citizen album is out now. It's called Life in Your Glass World. It bangs. It rips. I can't wait to see Citizen live whenever we're allowed to do that again. Next week, I will be back with a very, 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 very big episode, okay? So if you're not following on Spotify or whatever you're listening to this on, make sure you smash that follow button. You are not going to want to miss the massive guest I am going to have aboard next week. I don't like to spill the beans but it's going to be huge. Okay? Get ready. Get ready. I will leave you with the tune. So many to pick, but I'm going to go with one of the singles from the new record. This is called I Want to Kill You. Here it is, Citizen on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. See you next week for a big episode. Picking up right where I left off The bang and the drums and the point to me I'm only alive and I need to be And I keep on digging up my lost cause It comes so slow but suddenly The things that make you happy They aren't enough for me, for me, for me, for me, for me.